good day and welcome to the UEFA Champions League show for today Thursday the 5th of May 2022 wherever you are tuning into this episode from whether you are in the USA on the African continent North America South America Asia Europe and Oceania welcome to the most exciting informative and educative sports show on the calling platform on apple Podcasts, and on spotify with yours truly celeb alimo and undoubtedly i've got immense love for sports and the greatest competition on earth and it's no better feeling to always come your way with the uefa champions league on today's episode we'll be looking at the highlights and reactions from the champions league semi-finals second leg games involving villarreal versus liverpool and real madrid versus man city Liverpool recovered from 2-0 down to win 3-2 on the night at Villarreal in their UEFA Champions League semi-final second leg and progressed 5-2 on aggregate, reaching a third final in five years. Villarreal's brave UEFA Champions League journey came to an end with no fairy tale ending this time, but it was a wonderful run from the yellow submarine and in the spanish capital of madrid trailing manchester city 5-3 on aggregate with 90 minutes on the clock real madrid went on to complete a remarkable comeback at the santiago Bernabéu in extra time to reach their 17th european cup final don't you just love the champions league for the drama the thrill the passion, the excitement, and the competitiveness of the competition. Oh my word, what a night it's been. Tuesday, Wednesday, it's been brilliant. Let's take excerpts of that Villarreal versus Liverpool game at the Estadio de la Sierra Mica. Everyone, it's game time in eastern Spain. And if you've been looking forward to this and monitoring the build-up, then you'll be aware of the rain in Spain, which seems to have fallen mainly on Villarreal for most of the day. It has not, though, done anything to deter the home fans' enthusiasm for the game, in which they've got to come from two goals down. Can Liverpool be toppled? Villarreal have to win by... At least two to take it into extra time by more than two to win the game. And that's against a team that has only lost one of the last 28 matches they've played since the end of December. Celso. Good ball, nicely collected too. It was Hockerland to try and find Boulard Dia who plays it back to Danny Pereira. Esther Pignan's cross! That was a chance! That's still a chance! And that's a goal for Villarreal! It is just the start they needed! And it's Boulard Dia with the breakthrough! Well, it's been a bold and brave approach. You saw them close down as Liverpool tried to play out from the back. They got men forward and those men stayed forward when they got hold of the ball. You thought Esther Pignan, he had a chance at the far post, messed it up, you thought the chance had gone there. Is that an intentional pass? I thought he'd gone for goal, he might say otherwise, but just the start that they needed. Alexander-Arnold. Stopped by Coquelin. Danny Perejo. Might not have as much time as he wanted. And that's over the top, but only just Thiago able to move onto the ball. Well, it didn't uh, look like a foul, the ref didn't give it, I don't think. Trejo taking a chance there. He knows he's going to get closed down. He cannot afford to be dwelling on the ball just outside the box. Oh, really was watching along with the rest of us. 
missed it. And might have prevented Villarreal with a chance here. He has. Lo Celso. He beat Alisson to it and goes down. But the referee says the keeper did his job perfectly. He just got enough of the ball. As Lo Celso's knocked it past him, I think. He got enough of a touch, Alisson, to avoid the penalty. Did he get the man before the ball? That's the question. He's kind of smothered everything at once. Yeah. Picked the bones out of that. Can Villarreal keep this going? Absolutely have to for the rest of this half. And find a bit more in the second. Well, here's Capu getting forward once more. Finds a bit of room for himself. Great chance! 2-0! Unbelievable scenes! Francis Coquelin has headed Villarreal level! It was just, well, a long diagonal ball into Capu over the head of Andy Robertson just sums up the way Liverpool have defended they've been ragged, they've been scrappy they've been disorganised but boy does Capu, do Villarreal make the most of this and what a header it was Alexander-Arnold is there to be struck huge deflection on it really was absolutely helpless weren't expecting that short one were they and Rulli's just staring and hoping Cater just opened up for a second Pau Torres in the way of his pass into the box Fabinho Salah Fabinho he's onside and Fabinho's gone for it and he's drilled it through Rulli Liverpool are back in front in the tie Fabinho took the ball and drove with it and he had the power with the final blast Ben's coming wasn't it it was coming from the off in this second half the balance of power had shifted in Liverpool's direction Capu here just gets dragged in and allows Salah to, to nick it through playing their own game again Alexander-Arnold Really can't keep that out either. And Liverpool do have a two-goal lead again. It's Luis Diaz who's come on. And Liverpool have come on in leaps and bounds since he did. And Luis Diaz in particular seems to have timed his run to perfection. Completely on top now, Liverpool. 67th minute. The two Liverpool goals. That's how quickly it's turned back around in their favour. But Mane here. Beat Ruli to it, and this could be it. Mane's passed another one, he's got an open goal. He's got Salah there too, and Sadio Mane has done it all by himself. And Liverpool now are sailing through to another Champions League final. The mark of one of the best strikers in the world game. Seven goals in his last nine appearances. There's another ridiculous challenge, and Capu's going. See you later, Etienne Capu, second yellow for him. I think the ref realised, has he? Capu knows, he's gone. Yeah. It was coming, wasn't it? If it wasn't Capu, it was going to be somebody else. Liverpool fans are ready to cheer another victory. Done the hard way. Gave themselves a test. Villarreal stormed back in the first half. But Liverpool had the answers in the next 45. Full time in Villarreal. Villarreal 2. Liverpool 3. So that is it for that tie. Liverpool winning 5-2 on aggregate. What are the stats in that tie? Villarreal had only scored three goals in their previous 13 matches against English clubs in the Champions League from the group stage to the final prior to this game against Liverpool in Villarreal. Francis Coquelin's goal was his first in the Champions League and only his second in European competition in 62 appearances. His only other goal in Europe was for Freiburg in November 2013. Liverpool have scored two or more goals in 11 of their 12 UEFA Champions League matches this season. Sergio Mane is now the top African goal scorer 
in the Champions League knockout phase outright. His tally of 15 goals moves him ahead of Didier Drogba, who has 14 goals at this stage of the competition. Mohamed Salah has 11 knockout goals at this stage of the competition. And Cameroonian legend and current president of Cameroonian Football Association, Samuel Eto'o, has 10 knockout goals in the history of the Champions League. Sergio Mane's goal was Liverpool's 139th of the campaign. It has set a new Liverpool record for most goals scored in a single season, breaking the tally of 138 goals from the 1985-1986 season. This is your most informative and educative sports show. The, the Liverpool side have now won 10 aggregate wins from their last 11 European Cup or Champions League semi-finals. On each of the nine occasions that Liverpool have won the first leg at home 2-0 in the competition, they've gone on to win the tie. Jürgen Klopp has been speaking immensely about his size and explains how he got a reaction from Liverpool as they battled from 2-0 down to win 3-2 on the night and 5-2 on aggregate. Let's hear more from Jürgen Klopp third Champions League final in five years and what a brilliant turnaround you saw tonight when it hits like the first in 20 <laughs> it's outstanding because yeah we made it obviously pretty tricky for ourselves but um, we knew before that these kind of things can happen it's all about in life all the time how you re react when things don't go your way and um, getting the first goal after I don't know two and a half three minutes or whatever that's obviously yeah the opposite of what you want to be <laughs> Momentum on their side, respect to Villarreal, to say stadium, team, coach, unbelievable what they what they set up, they put us under pressure, man to man over the whole pitch, we didn't really, we didn't play football at all, we, 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 we didn't get momentum back, I told them in the first half, I told the boys, yes they have momentum, but they don't own it, so with one situation we, we can get it back and we have to play in the, in the right spaces, we have to force ourselves in a game which didn't stay up well to to start playing football actually and all of a sudden when we broke the lines you know, when we found Nabi, when we found whatever trend in a half spaces and, for, and when it's one three were more flexible not fixed on their position all of a sudden we were in the game scored goals <laughs> and made it happen yeah so when you're two down and you're heading into half time that's a big half time talk isn't it did you, what did you rearrange yeah the problem is with the half time with the half time is that we knew what what was wrong because it was so obvious but we didn't have a situation to show where we did, did it right. So it was like, okay, so Pete Kravitz very many in. Find one where we do where we do well, where we can show it. And we come in and say, nah, don't have it. So that it's it's yeah, there are a few things. Of course it's a big it's a big half time. Um, but it's more important how the boys react. So it was clear that we have to play football. We were calm because we, I accepted 100% if Villarreal had played the second half like they played the first and we played the second half like the first, then they would be in the final. That the perception was like this, everything looked more that they would score a 3-0 than they would score a 2-1. But we are still here, so I think we could give it a try. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we did. And, and Diaz had a big impact when he came in, didn't he? Yeah, but it was not about Diogo in the first half. We were just, we were just not flexible enough. Bo and Sadio were fixed in their positions and Diogo kind of in a, in a space, but didn't, we didn't find him there. So that's why we had to mix it through. Um, yes, and then obviously Lewis, what a player he is, player, but it's uh, not about who came on, it was how we started them playing. And the, and the pace was different in the second half. Did you ease off the press? I mean, that's what Rio Ferdinand was asking. Oh, did, sorry? did you ease off on the press in the yeah, second yeah. half? No, not ease off, but we had to change it. But what we did was to say that, that Diogo just went for whoever, and we, we were not ready. The rest was kind of because they man mark. It's a typical symptom that they man mark. We start man marking, and all of a sudden, they just pass the ball, pass Diogo, and from there, Parejo could play on. Then that doesn't make sense. So we, yeah, we kept him slightly deeper, and went from there. More compact. They had to be more compact, closing the half spaces, and going from there. And it worked brilliantly. So tomorrow night, you uh, you get a cold yes, beer. I will watch it. You cold beer, feet up, relaxed. Yeah, of course, because it's, it's anyway, whoever it will be, it will be massive. And so, and <laughs> as now, not that, uh, that I would wish for one or the other, so it will be massive. Um, and whoever wins tomorrow night or gets the result um, will deserve it, and then we face each other in Paris. Superb. So that is Jogging Club 
speaking in that post-match interview. Mohamed Salah also shared his thoughts. And interestingly, in this interview, Mohamed Salah indicates that he wanted to play Real Madrid in the final. And indeed, he's got what he wants. Yesterday, Mohamed Salah tweeted, it is now time to settle the differences. Yes, it is time to settle the difference. Let's hear more from Mo Salah. Huge congratulations. Just take us, and more importantly, the Liverpool fans watching this inside that dressing room right now. What was being said? What was the atmosphere like? Uh, it's, it's great to be in the final for three times in five years. It's unbelievable. Uh, everybody's happy inside. I'm sure they're going to celebrate, drink a little bit, but we have a game uh, next week. Uh, so we have to focus on it as well. So we just uh, we celebrate today. Tomorrow still, we start from uh, as a new day and we just go from there. You talk about celebrating. How long do them celebrations last? I remember when I played and you had big moments. You, you don't, they don't last long because you're so focused on what's next. It, when would, would your mind then immediately be on to the next game, Spurs at the weekend? I think, I think tomorrow. Like today, you have to enjoy it. You are in the finals, so you have to give it time. You have to, you have to enjoy the moment. But then from tomorrow, it's a different competition. You can't lose a game against Spurs. So I think you will just enjoy tonight and go again from tomorrow. Mo, how, how special is this team and that you can go from playing in the first half and being dominated by Villarreal to just in a moment and totally dominate and, and almost kill the game within minutes? I think it's, it was tough in the first half, but then we went to the dressing room, the gaffers started talking and they talked to each other as well. That shows uh, character and personality in the dressing room, shows that we, we, we are in top team, uh, we are in top level, so that's why we can... Uh, strike back after losing 2 in the first half, play away, so it's, uh, it's, uh, I think it makes the win more exciting. Is the gaffer talking or is he shouting? <laughs> Not talking. <laughs> <laughs> he was more talking than in the end shouting. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, how do you keep your personal levels so high? You know, you've been away for the African nations and you've come back and you play most games. How do you keep your levels so high? I think... Uh, I don't know. I just give give the team everything, and, and Egypt also in the tournament. I give everything for the national team. You came back; it's um, it's gone already. The competition there was Egypt gone, so you have to focus with the team now um, because we fight for everything. So we win one trophy. So now we are in the final. We also keep fighting for the Premier League, and we have final against Chelsea. So just uh, I stay I stay in my way. I just focus, I train hard, just try to recover, and just stay away from everything. Just focus. I know what I want in the end of the season. So hopefully I can get what I want. Talk, talking about knowing what you want at the, at the end of the season, at the beginning, do you set yourself targets goal-wise and assist-wise? Always. 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 Yeah. always. Before the season start, and uh, I know what I want from the season, individual and collective for sure. Collective is the, the most important thing and the first target for the team as well. Um, so I think 30, 30 goals and 15 assists already. Is that, is that above or below <laughs> where you were expecting? <laughs> Not below. <laughs> like, is it? I'm nearly there, yeah. Yeah, on, I, have a, I have a big expectation for myself. Um, honestly, I never said that before, but before the season starts, I was like, okay, I go for 40 goals this season and uh, 10 assists, 15 assists. So now I reach a so you hit the so assist. I need to focus in the goals now. Selfish Mozart for the next I think now uh, Trent is going to be angry because I'm the highest assist in the Premier League, but yeah. I am. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for everything, so hopefully... And even in your wildest dreams, when you were setting your targets for the start of the season, the quadruple was not part of that thinking, was it? No, because most assists is not, not something really big. The top score is always something really big for the team, but still, like like today, we give a ball to Fab, it changed everything. The game changed when we scored the first goal. So assists count for sure. Uh, goals as well, I think uh, I'm a two form. The, the team is doing unbelievable, so... Let's, let's hope for the best. And when you talk about your targets, away from a personal target for the team target, yeah. is it the quadruple? Is that your personal target now? Are yeah, you for thinking sure. about that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, maybe not in the beginning of the season because I'm always uh, honest, but I always focus on Champions League and the Premier League. But now we are close for everything, so why not? So do you remember when you started to think this is possible? Uh, I think um, after we beat like City in uh, semi-final, that's the cup. But I think in the Champions League from the beginning, after the group stage, we were playing unbelievable games and we, we have a really tough group. So we beat everybody. So I, I started in this time, I said, OK, we're going to win the Champions League. Looking forward to, to tomorrow, the other semi-final, Man City versus Real Madrid. 
great game last week. We asked Virgil before. Do you have a preference? Which side you play? Engl- uh, the English team or the Spanish team? Well, uh, yeah, I want to play Madrid, but uh, I have to be honest. Uh, City is a really tough team. We play against them a few times this season. But I think it's. Uh, if you ask me personally, I would prefer Madrid. Mm. A little right. bit of payback. Because we lost in the final before against them. <laughs> so I want, I, want, uh, I want to play against them. Uh, hopefully we win it from them as well. Brilliant. And the final question. Look, we have uh, obviously lots of Liverpool fans watching this, but also lots of footballers, young footballers who are not operating at the level you're operating at, but with big dreams. What do you go through to not allow the situation you're in to overawe you? How do you keep calm when you're fighting on so many fronts and the opportunity is so huge here? I think you don't have to think about all of that. You just take it day by day, uh, game by game. I just like need to focus on your work. The most important thing is to work hard. Just stay in your way. Don't don't listen to anyone. Just know your target. Uh, set a uh, goal in your mind and just go from there. Great. Okay. So we're expecting four trophies and ten more goals. <laughs> and you've reached yeah, the target. Five games about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Top man. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well done. So that is... Mohamed Salah speaking after the game. Jogging Klopp spoke. Mohamed Salah spoke. Vigil van Dijk, who has been immense in defense for Liverpool all season this year, has also been speaking of that incredible comeback season for Liverpool. Let's hear more from Vigil van Dijk. Champions League final yet again. Tell us your emotions about that. Thank you very much. Yeah, hard work. Yeah. Um, first half, obviously, we should forget as soon as possible. In all kind of kind of ways, you know, um, aggression uh, on the ball, we weren't good enough. Um, obviously, the early goal don't don't, don't help us. They, they helped them massively. So um, we had to dig deep. We had to be very mature. Um, and obviously, second half we played outstanding. I think on the ball, without the ball, winning the ball back as quickly as possible, and then obviously then it's going to be difficult for them to keep up with the with the press, with the runs, and obviously well-deserved win based on the second half. First half, of course, it could have been uh, different. What does your manager say at half-time? Because obviously the first half was a, a disaster in terms of going two goals down. Not the way you would have written the script for yourselves. What's the information you're getting from the manager? Play, well, play football. Play the Liverpool way. Are we? Been playing basically the whole season. Um, get on the ball, uh, have a lot of movement, movements in the ball, but also behind the, the last line. They play a high line, so with the speed we have, we have to mix that up as well. But also, we have to show how much we really want to go to the final, and that's that's how it starts. And second half, we dominated that place so well. Uh, how big of an impact was someone like Luis Diaz? He comes on that pitch, and we were sitting upstairs going, wow, this guy. He's hit the ground running at this club. His impact so far has been phenomenal. Yeah, incredible. Um, the way he goes 1v1, doesn't really matter who he's, who he's facing, you know, he just goes at you and without any, you know, fear or anything, he just goes at you. And, and if you lose the ball, he gets the ball back as quickly as possible, go again, go again. And that's very difficult to, fe- to defend. And um, that we have this, this, this momentum at the moment in the, in the team, it's obviously, uh, it's great. And... Uh, now we go to Paris. Virgil, first half, obviously, you expecting them to come at you. You're two, you know, you're two nil ahead. What? Why? Lots of teams have come at you, and you know, you can deal with both situations, strength or power or anything. Anyone throws it, you can. What was it different? Why, why did they manage to uh, to break you down today? Because we didn't play football enough. Um, when we had the ball, I think there was not a lot of movement, so we made the wrong decisions. Um, and then obviously you lose the ball in diff- difficult situation. You're wide open at times, and obviously the early goal after what is it three minutes? You know that put even more pressure on ourselves. You know if we are uh, if we're gonna think about the first half at the moment where we just achieved that we're going to Paris, then we're being harsh to ourselves. I think um, what we have achieved so far this season can't be uh, can't be taken for granted. That we we definitely wouldn't. So we'll keep going. We'll keep going. We have. Uh, Couple more nice weeks to look forward to, so we'll uh, we'll enjoy it and uh, we'll see. Virgil, can you can you enjoy these moments? The team's so relentless. You've got Tottenham again on the weekend, and you know, the FA Cup is important. The Champions League, all the league games you've got. Can you enjoy these moments, or are you just thinking about the next game? 
yeah, you, well, you have to. Obviously, uh, we played a tough game at Newcastle, where also the fans were behind them, especially in the beginning. But with the way we play, and much better than we played here in the first half, we silenced the crowd at, at times. And obviously, this is a total different scenario because they play basically without anything to lose. You know, this is for them the biggest game in the history of the club. So, of course, they're going to go the extra yard. But um, we should enjoy the moment today, tonight. And then we'll focus on Spurs on the weekend. That's how it is. So. Just looking at the, the, the next leg tomorrow. Obviously, Real Madrid. Uh, Man City was a great game last week. Have you got a preference who you prefer to play in the final? No. Um, any, game <laughs> that, any team that we're going to face in the final is going to be a nightmare to play against. Obviously, we know, uh, we knew, we know City... In and out, they know us very well too. We know how they can adapt against us. So we know how intense those games are. Uh, and Real Madrid is Real Madrid. You know they are uh, such a big club. They have a very informed striker at the moment. Um, but we'll see tomorrow. I'm gonna watch it probably. Sure. Um, yeah, we'll recover and uh, and see what the outcome will be. Listen, Virgil, winning the Premier League, winning the Champions League with Liverpool, amazing achievements for this squad to be the first team in English football history to win the quadruple would be it would make you all immortals right have you allowed yourself to think about that or are you being a bit careful about the way you process that kind of thing like if you listen to all of us and if you, if you listen to the manager then it's pretty obvious that we don't think about these things um, and it's really like it I told, I told Rio the, the other week as well there's no point to think about it it's never, it's never, it's never been lying in bed at night and just think that would be no listen you, you can dream but it's, you have to be uh, realistic. And in this case, you see tonight, we struggled the first half. We could have been knocked out. So that's football as well. It's, it's small margins that, that make a difference. Um, I'll be in the final. We, go play, we play the final to hopefully win it. It'll be a fantastic day out again with our fans. Something that I'm really looking forward to. But um, we'll see. We have a tough game in the FA Cup final against Chelsea. But it's something we should enjoy. For me personally as well, you know, last year around this time, I wasn't even close to play and now I'm in uh, in, in two finals still and, and, and Carabao Cup uh, behind my name Magic days mate think back to that little kid in the back garden kicking the ball against the wall and now look amazing yeah well we <laughs> we'll go for it you know regardless what's happening and I'm uh, I'm very proud of the team the club and uh, we're in a good moment so let's crack up we're all proud of you thank you very much congratulations you passed the test and quite a test it was <laughs> top man nice right, to see that is Liverpool centre-back Vigil van Dijk speaking in that interview. Alexander Arnold and Fabinho all spoke as well after that game. Let's hear from them. An achievement. You've booked your ticket for Paris. It was anything but easy tonight, wasn't it? Ticket in that first 45 minutes. No, I mean, we never tend to make these, these Champions League semis easy for ourselves. People have to roam away. We're also at home and now we're here. Uh, difficult. Football that first half, uh, we never picked up any of the second balls at all. Um, 
and uh, they, they kind of played the game that they wanted to and we, and we allowed them to do that. Um, yeah, it was difficult for us, we, like I said, we didn't play any football. Um, second half we came out, we, we played the way we needed to play, controlled the game a lot better and um, you know, one, one bad half for us over the two legs is, um, you know, we can concede that as long as we got the, the job done and, and that's what we've done today. And that Sabino goal was a, a big moment because that's when you took the game on. Yes, <laughs> uh, when I received the ball to Musala, uh, my first talk was to pass the ball. But uh, I thought Sergio was outside, I, I don't know, so I decided to, to, shoot, to, sh to shoot and uh, I think it was the best option and uh, I was really happy with, with the goal. Gentlemen, so where are you going to watch this game with a bit of popcorn, sit on the sofa? Uh, it's, always, it's always nice to, to get the job done on a Tuesday. Yeah, I think, so uh, now in, now can, yeah you can I choose. Can, yeah, we can watch, watch the game tomorrow. Um, yeah. With, uh, with, yeah, watch it, knowing that we're going to be there and who we're going to play. So I'm sure it'll be a good game. I think last week, if, it's, <laughs> if it goes by anything last week, we've we seen them in for another another amazing game. So either either opponent uh, kind of deserves to get to the final, really. So it's exciting to see who we will get. Well done, mate. Thank you very much. Thank Cheers. you. So that is Fabino and Trent Alexander-Arnold speaking in that interview. We'll head straight to the Santiago Bernabeu and take excerpts of that thrilling and exciting comeback between Real Madrid versus Manchester City. Hi there everyone, the millions of you who are glued to the first leg of this UEFA Champions League semi-final will have been counting the hours until part two. Well, it is time. Real Madrid, who have regained the La Liga title in the intervening days, against England's Premier League leaders and defending champions, Manchester City. Top of the list, and Vinicius Junior, they have got in three times into, that's probably the best, facing the goal, the best chance of the three. But the tension may be just restricting the accuracy. And all the talk is about Benzema and Vinicius Junior, of course it is, but Valverde's made two or three good runs. He started it off, he made the forward run. Foden from the wider area, Gabriel Jesus is in the middle. That's the way they've set up tonight. De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva. Well, it's a good stop by Courtois, who had to take the shot as the ball dropped. The goalkeeper had his near post covered well, but he was very close in, Bernardo Silva. Silva again. Tidally done. Comes to De Bruyne. And a shot from Gabriel Jesus. Who's very much the man in form. He's not been a natural goal scorer for Manchester City, but he's hit a real purple patch recently. Bernardo Silva just making himself effective here in the game. Doesn't quite get enough bend on it. He'll probably return it with interest, which is what he's done. Foden! That's a good try. Uh, you're absolutely right, what a good effort that was from Phil Foden on his weaker right foot as well. Ends up being a good save from Courtois. And uh, right at the start of the second half, oh what a chance, the best chance so far. And Vinicius Junior couldn't quite sort his feet out in the nick of time. It went past Benzema for once from the kickoff. Oh, what a kickoff it is as well. Look at this for a pass. Rose plays it in behind. Carvajal, the fullback, getting forward. It's the perfect delivery. It's time for Rodrigo. And it's going to be Tony Kroos to make way. He's really been able to affect the game as he sometimes can, Tony Kroos. Look at the room for Bernardo Silva here. Gabriel Jesus makes a rub. And it comes to Morris on that left foot. And Morris's left foot does the damage and may well be sending Manchester City into the Champions League final. 1-0 on the night, 5-3 on aggregate. Well, you talked about Gundogan being a calming influence. He did brilliantly in midfield. His first couple of touches dragged players towards him, reversed the ball for Bernardo Silva, who had acres to work in. Benzema's done very well to get it across and they have scored and Rodrigo nipped in 
to add to his recent impressive run. But is it too late? Carlo Ancelotti hopes not. Numbers forward. Well, what a ball it is from Camavinga. And Benzema does brilliantly just to get the inside of his left foot on that. All he can do is play it into a good area. Rodrigo again. Tarrant knocked it down to him. Carvajal has shoot right. He says made a couple of really good chances. And he's made a goal. Oh, how can you believe it, Rodrigo again? Unbelievable. Manchester City had the place in the final in the palm of their hands. And Real Madrid had to dig deep and deeper and deeper. And look what they found. At the Bernabeu, Carlo Ancelotti side seemed dead and buried. But how often have we said that through this Champions League campaign? And Pep Guardiola's team had a two-goal advantage going into the very last few minutes of the regulation time. And then Rodrigo, on as a substitute, scored not once but twice. This is the second one which means extra time here are here goes Benzema penalty for Real Madrid Manchester City gets worse and worse that's a penalty I don't think the referee is going to have his mind changed by VAR he doesn't get the ball Ruben Diaz this is such a pivotal moment in a wonderful semi-final He's got to try and find a penalty that's unstoppable. He's done that. They're ahead. From the depths of despair to the heights of ecstasy, Real Madrid. Still not going in from Jao Cancelo oh, pushed out by Courtois and Fernandinho coming in the angle was against him the pace off the goalkeeper was against him so close for Manchester City there's the header from Foden what a good touch it was from Courtois and Fernandinho coming round the back as he should and blows the final whistle incredible you just can't knock them out Real Madrid Manchester City were very, very close. We've seen a lot of dramatic football. This is right up there with it. So, Manchester City lost to Real Madrid 3-1 on the night. And on aggregate 6-5. Let's hear more from Pep Guardiola as he tries to process how it went wrong for Man City against Real Madrid at the Santiago Bernabeu. There's a reason why this competition is like no other. It's incredible, it's brilliant, and also it can be cruel as well. Does it feel cruel tonight? Uh, yeah, we were close. We were close, and uh, but yeah, at the end we, we couldn't reach it. It's been heartbreaking for City. It's almost impossible to process what happens. Can you try what, what happened in the end? Why did, why did it slip away? Well, it's simple. So the first half we didn't have game. We were not good enough, but we didn't suffer much. And after the goal, when we scored a goal, is when we were better. We found our tempo, our game. The players were comfortable on the pitch. And uh, apparently, it's not. The, like we said, last 10 minutes, they attack and attack, and you suffer. It didn't happen. Yeah. In that moment, you can say, okay, there were 10, 15 minutes completely attack and attack. We could not survive. This wasn't the case. And, uh, yeah, they put a lot of players on the box with Militao, with uh, Rodrigo, with uh, Vinicius, with uh, Benzema, with uh, Asensio. All of them crosses, and they scored two goals. They didn't have a shot on target until the 90th minute, and then the 91st, there were the two goals. That's, so you had a control of sorts, really. Yes, we didn't suffer much, uh, but we didn't play our best. But it's normal semi-finals. The players, you know, feel the pressure or feel they want to do it. Uh, but yeah, we were close. And football is unpredictable. It's a game like this, and sometimes it's you have to accept it. Still showed a lot of grit out there. What what are the players feeling like? And they must must be crushed in there. Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. We were close to reach a final, the Champions League. So. 
And there's a big blow for these players now, of course. You have to lift them because the Premier League will go to the So now we need time to process that and, and come back with our people at home and the last four games we have. Thanks, Pep. Thank you. So that is Pep Guardiola speaking after the game. Carlo Ancelotti also spoke after that incredible comeback against Manchester City at the Santiago Bernabeu. Carlo Ancelotti will be the first man to coach in five European Cup finals. And remember, last Saturday, Carlo Ancelotti is also the first coach and manager to win in England, in France, in Italy, in Germany, and in Spain, across the top five leagues in Europe. No one in the history of football has ever done that. So that should tell you about the pedigree of Carlo Ancelotti and Real Madrid are through to their 17th European Cup final. They've won 13 of the previous 16, and they are looking forward to winning 14 European Cup titles. That is the UEFA Champions League on the 28th of May. But on the 28th of May, would that happen or not? I will be telling you more. The last time Real Madrid lost in the Champions League final was in 19. 19- 81, the 27th of May 1981. Guess which city it was in Paris. It was in a park. Yes, the France in, par- in Paris. They lost and guess the opponent. It was Liverpool. I think we should expect a deja vu. I don't know. The guess is, your guess is as good as mine. I'll continue with the stats that I was giving you. Benzema has also equaled Cristiano Ronaldo's record that was set in the 2016-2017 of most Champions League knockout goals in a single season. He's now, Karim Benzema now holds the record of 10 goals in the knockout stages of the Champions League. Benzema has now scored 43 goals in 43 games in all competitions this season and he's definitely gunning and making a statement for the Ballon d'Or. This was the first time Real Madrid have come have ever come from behind to win a European Cup semi-final after losing the first leg home or away they've been eliminated on the previous eight occasions Real Madrid have failed to score in only one of their last 62 Champions League home games and Riyad Mahrez has now scored four goals in the knockout stages of the Champions League and specifically in the semi-finals of the Champions League. He's also scored three across the two legs against PSG last season, including two a year ago. Carlo Ancelotti spoke extensively. Let's hear from him. Carlo, you look incredibly calm. Bear in mind, this has been the craziest comeback ever. I mean, what a fantastic game. Uh, I cannot say we are used to to live this kind of night, but I think it happened uh, also tonight, what happened against Chelsea, what happened against Madrid. Um, but uh, really difficult to say why this kind of, I think that this is the, the, the biggest um, history of this club that helped us to keep going also when the things, it seems, were, uh, were gone. You talked about the magic of the Bernabeu. We felt that in those moments, didn't we? Yeah, it's true. I really think that um, the game was close to finish. We, we, we were able to, to find the last energy that we had. I think that we played a good game against a really strong rival. Uh, uh, and after that, when we were able to equalize the game, of course, we had psychologically we were better in, in, uh, in the extra time. Did you even think that you'd lost the game? Did, was there a moment there towards no, the end? No, I, I, no, no. I, I have no time to think about this. Uh, I think it was difficult in that period. I think that that, that moment, uh, Man City had a good control of the game. But uh, at the last opportunity, we were able to to go to the extra time. But you're there for another final up against Liverpool. That'd be a fantastic challenge as well. Oh, fantastic! Unbelievable challenge. Really happy to be there. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain against another great, great rival, but we are used, we are used. I think it would be a fantastic game for football. So that is Carlo Ancelotti speaking 
after the game. On this note, we'll wrap up with today's edition of the UEFA Champions League. But I will leave you with a epic scenes and incredible full-time moments as magical night was made in the history of the Champions League. It was heartbreak for Man City and jubilation for Real Madrid. Football really is something else. But that is the beauty of the sport that we all love. On this note, I'll leave you with the incredible full-time scenes at the Santiago Bernabeu. And there's a warm embrace down there between two men who have gone toe-to-toe for 180 minutes or more. Carlo Ancelotti and Pep Guardiola. But it's the Real Madrid players who are celebrating. They're into another Champions League final. And the 13 times winners will play Liverpool in Paris three weeks on Saturday. For the biggest trophy in European club football, he can't believe it. I'm sure he can't, because his team were there. They've got a place in the final in the palm of their hands. Mahrez's goal was going to prove decisive. Carlo Ancelotti, very emotional down there, and you would expect that. But Rodrigo with two goals in less than two minutes. And then Ruben Diaz fouling Benzema in the first period of extra time. And the man who scored his 43rd goal scores the decisive goal. Jack Grealish had a chance before the full-time whistle. He'd not seen the ball until Rodrigo got involved. Stephen Manaman, that is quite an astonishing semi-final. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. Whatever you've just said, you just have to literally repeat. They had it in the palm of the hand. They were cruising through. And to concede two in such quick fashion was devastating nice to see Carlo with Davide his son of course very emotional but this club just continues continues to surprise us cheers for Zinchenko a consoling hug from Guardiola all the headlines will speak of the heroics of Rodrigo but when they needed him the ice cool Karim Benzema slotted home his penalty it's heartbreak for Manchester City I can't even begin to feel what the players are going through right now there are tears there's desolation, Kevin De Bruyne stalking around the Bernabeu, but it's Real Madrid who will play Liverpool in the Champions League final. And this is a night, again, where the Champions League has shocked us all, served up all the theatre and drama that any sporting event could do in this magnificent sporting arena. And Real Madrid will play Liverpool in the Champions League final. Steve Darren, thank you both very much. Indeed they will. For the third time, Liverpool will meet Real Madrid. And you can see what it means to these Real Madrid players on the pitch right now. We're watching the City players. They're walking around. They're not sure what to do with themselves. But the Real players know exactly what to do. They're there and they're celebrating. And there's so much talent in this Real Madrid side. But what we've seen against PSG, against Chelsea, and now against Manchester City, that they've also got that heart. They've also got desire. And that is what has carried them so far all the way to the Champions League final. Listen, never ever doubt the quality of these players in that team. Experience, we've always said experience counts for so much at this level. But like you say, heart desire, the character of these players. They've been here, they've seen this so many times. The fact that they've got many, many players here that have won multiple Champions League trophies. At no point in this tournament did they ever panic when they went behind. You always see teams, no matter where they are, what players they've got, Substitutions who impacted the game, but listen, this this is going to be some final. I would have given you everything to be here just because of the, the 
the size of the game. But we have been treated to some unreal football that look in these semi-finals. Every game has given us and thrown us something different. And these guys, man, oh, listen, to be I feel blessed. I feel lucky. Oh, 100%. Yes, listen, I was buzzing to get to this to this stage and to witness this game, but as I say, I'm gutted from the city point of view, I'm gutted. But what Lovely have said, the experience that this club has, not this group of players, this club on a whole, the competition and the belief they have is remarkable. And I know that for you City fans who are watching this, this is not what you wanted to see. This isn't the result that you wanted. Pep Guardiola must wonder what he has to do to be successful in this competition with Manchester City. Our thoughts are with you, those City fans who travel, not a single man, woman or child is leaving the stadium. The City fans remain up there. It's heartbreaking for them. But just remember, Real Madrid, beaten by Sheriff Tiraspol at the start of this competition, we were watching them saying, they're going to go out early. And somehow, they've stumbled, they've faltered, they've struggled, they've failed. They've got all the way to the final again. They just do it. This team have been comfortable suffering. There's moments in this game that you mentioned. PSG, Chelsea, they were suffering in those games. But never one minute panicked. They were comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Up until the 85th minute, they were suffering. They were uncomfortable. They didn't have a shot.